A conversation with Kyle Reno of the Monster Card Shop, opening a new sports card shop in Queen Creek, Arizona. Hey, thanks for listening to the Splendid Sports Podcast. My conversation today on this episode is with Kyle Reno. He's opening a new sports card shop in Queen Creek, Arizona called the Monster Card Shop. This is uh, really great news for me personally, as I live only 10, 15 minutes away. And really, it's an area right now that has no card shops currently. So it's in great need, in my opinion. Uh, One of the biggest benefits of the recent explosion in interest in sports cards is that new sports card shops are actually opening across the country. And uh, as you'll hear in our conversation, Kyle isn't building a shop you know, like you and I grew up going to, not to take anything away from those shops. I have great memories when I was a kid going to them. But, you know, it's 2021, and uh, Kyle's building a new type of card shop, I believe, that gives the customer a new experience and, and a new feel. So even if you don't live in Arizona like I do, this is a conversation that uh, I think is a great one to listen to because it gives you insight into what the future of sports card shops really look like. So here we go. Kyle? Yep, I'm here. How you doing? Good, you? Good, man. Thanks for joining. I'm excited. You're welcome. I mentioned when we chatted yesterday that uh, I'm local to you. I live in Chandler. And I a little while back, I happened to catch wind that there was a new card shop opening in uh, Queen Creek. Can you give me just a little uh, background on what what you're opening when you're opening it a little little timeline on that yeah so um we've been running a long-standing break group uh in well we started in illinois but we moved to uh queen creek area two years ago um and i'm originally from here and um so we've been running a break group for a long time out here and we decided well it's it's time uh to open up a shop. We've been wanting to open up a shop for a long time, but um, it's, it's really difficult. <laughs> I think um, to open up a shop when you're running breaks in the background all the time, because um, it's a lot more work uh, than just running the breaks out of the shop that, that we are. So um you know, we have to add employees and whatnot, but we finally said, okay, let's go ahead and do it. Um, but our goal was not to open up, you know, like your everyday shop. It was like, man, um, I grew up going to shops. In fact, I think I grew up going to hot corner, um, which is on, uh, maybe power and baseline out in Mesa. Um, and we said, let's not open up a normal shop. Let's do something different. No slat wall on the walls. Uh, you know, the normal shelving you see everywhere, no boxes everywhere. Um, people digging through singles. We want to open up something a little bit different. So it's going to be kind of a hybrid. We'll, we'll have a bunch of arcade machines in there. Um, uh, uh, tons of boxes, probably four to 600 different brands of boxes in there at a time. Uh, mostly all hobby, um, that we've kind of collected throughout the years from the, uh, break site but um we just you know we wanted to put a lot of time a lot of effort so it's taken a long time for us to be able to get to this point uh due to the fact that the hobby exploded um what 
pandemic and we're, we're still trying to keep up. So, um, but we're two months away. That's, that's my guess is we're two months away from a shop in Queen Creek. And um, we really hope that it kind of changes the way we see shops. Like we, I don't want it to be the status quo. We want it to be just a little bit better. And, and we want it to surprise people when they walk in. The 2021 version of a card shop. Yeah. So, um, yes, exactly. We, we think it needs to get up to date. I, I don't know. I, I have that personal feeling. Um, I feel like they're all kind of similar now. And we, we just wanted to do something different and make it um, just like, like I said, uh, no, no slat wall everywhere where people are just hanging random stuff and interchangeable. It's, it's going to be um, uh, a much different shop than I think anybody's seen, especially out here in Arizona. Um, I don't even think it's going to be close to anything. That, that we've seen I, I when I when I heard about it I, I was I got really excited because I, I'm originally from Massachusetts and I've been out here about 10 years now the area that we're in uh, you know Chandler Gilbert Mesa Queen Creek it's really ripe for something like like your building uh, as you know there's a ton of people that live out here the population is immense as far as I know they're really even traditional card shops there really aren't many of them are there so there's Pete of uh, Showtime Sports Cards in Tempe, who yes. I go and see um, quite a bit. He, he's an incredible person. I love the shop. I love the, um, but he's in Tempe. So it, I don't know that I consider Tempe East Valley anymore, um, considering the East Valley continues to get more east. Uh, so, right. um yeah, that's there's Hot Corner in Mesa. Um, they've been there quite a long time. It's a smaller shop um, owned by, I think, Phil Ranella. Um, and I think he took it over from a, a person who owned it back when I was up, which would have been in the early 90s. Um, that's been there for a while. Uh, but once again, when it comes to Queen Creek, Chandler, um, East Mesa, and Gilbert, there's nothing. There's nothing at all, actually. Um, you have to fight get any sort of cards at Walmart, and you can't get them at Target anymore. So, options are very, very limited. From what I heard, it, it's it's going to be a big location, right? That you're building. It's big, um, and we're trying to make it bigger. So, um, it's it's 3,800 square feet as we speak. We're looking into already expanding. Uh, the size, um, obviously, that has to do with um, the people next to us. But the opportunity there to expand, it, it is there. Um, 3,600 to 3,800 square feet. We do have an office space that takes a little bit of that up. But it, it's a large shop. For, for, a, for, a, for a sports card shop, I think we're typically used to, what, 1,800 to 2,100 square feet. For the most part, those are traditionally what we walk into. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be a, a little bit larger um, than a normal, um, well, than existing card shops normally are. Um, so we're excited about that because we want 
people to be able to not be crowded. We want people to be able to hang around, lounge around and be comfortable. Um, and that's going to be, you know, the important part of what we're trying to do. And that, and that's the, the image I always have too. When I think about card shops, especially growing up is you kind of feel like I'm walking in, I'm going to be cramped. There's not, there's not a lot of room. Uh, you, you know, that same feeling that I, I feel like I'm excited because it sounds like you're completely going away from that. And it's a new reimagined type of card shop that I think is just really when people walk in of all ages, I think they're, they're going to be really excited to see something like this. So that, that was one of the main reasons I wanted to talk to you because I want to help get that word out, um, do my small part too in the local market through this podcast. And I'm super appreciative of that. Like that is awesome. Um, you know, I went on your website before this and I really like that you're local, um, that I get to be a part of a local uh, podcast and talk about this a little bit. Um, and uh, we plan on doing like a, a grand opening, a ribbon cutting and all that. And we want um, everybody in the sports card community, whether you're a shop owner out on the West side or, you know, you're a card collector out on the West side, we want you to come and hang out with us for at least you know, that first week we're open and check us out and see like, Hey, is it going to be worth my 45 minute drive to come? And we really truthfully believe it. It's going to be. So, um, that's our goal. Will there be any singles, uh, anything like that, whether it's modern or vintage, would you, would you have like an area for that where you sell? I know singles are a lot more work to put together for a card shop, but will you have any of that? Singles are a ton of work. Um, we are going to have singles. Um, we're going to focus on uh, graded singles um, for many reasons. I think the part of the um, kind of the off-putting part of a sports card shop is <laughs> like when you go in and you buy a single and you've got an owner or an employee and a customer over the condition of the card, what's it worth? And I think one way to kind of alleviate that is to sell a lot more slabs. Um, it doesn't matter what slab they're in, PSA, BGS, the six other companies that are starting up right now. Um, we, we want most of our singles to be slabbed um, unless they're like, so we'll have like a 10 cent, obviously single section where nobody cares about the condition of a 10 cent card. So we can all, you know, just we collect those cards because we love those players or um, we need them for a set. So those will be available, too. But most of the singles that we have are going to have for sale are going to be slabs. Um, the question that I, I, I've been getting asked is, well, a lot of people can't afford um, slab cards or graded cards. Well, we've been doing our due diligence on that and we're buying it doesn't matter the grade. So we're buying PSA five, sixes, seventh, eight of modern cards, which then put it into an affordability uh, category where someone could come in with a $20 bill and buy a graded card of their favorite player. So um, that's our goal. Um, I think it alleviates the negotiation part and the uncomfortable part of, you know, that back and forth between the owner and the customer. It's like, hey, it's got a price. It's slabbed. You can comp it easily. Pick your card and come up to the counter and, and let's everybody's happy because you know what you're getting. I, I love that because I, I think the, the slab market graded cards is a huge opportunity. 
I know there's a there's a large portion of people, myself included, that uh, prefer would prefer that if I can to buy a card, I'd rather buy a card uh, in person, you know, where I can actually physically look at the card before I buy it, uh, rather than over the internet where you can see pictures, but it's not always what it what it's cracked up to be online. So I think there's a lot of people, and and, and this would go too for uh, there's a growing amount of people that want to go to card shows and. I mean, as far as I know, there's not a ton compared to other states, especially with the amount of people that Arizona has. There's really not a lot of card shows, big card shows that are out here. Um, so I feel like, you know, that, that's a huge opportunity for a card shop like yours to give that same experience where they can buy in person, um, you know, but without having to go to a big card show, they can come to your shop and do that. I agree. Um Card shows, uh, I know I've been to quite a few here lately here in Arizona. Um, they're swan- they're packed. Everyone I go to is packed. Um, one of the issues that I have been seeing, though, is um, they're very repetitive. It's the same guys at the same tables, the same cards almost every show. Where um, with a shop, you know, theoretically, we're going to have a rolling inventory all the time, you know people coming in selling their stuff so then we'll be able to put it back up we're going to continuously be um actively buying cards everywhere um whether we go to for example we're going to a show in dallas uh, this weekend just to buy for the shop just so we can uh, get more inventory in there um so i i think you're right i mean um it'll be a place where if someone just hey on my lunch break i want to come in and i just want to see what you've got Maybe I, there's a card I have in mind um, that I want to look for. You know, our hope is that we have it. And if we don't, you you can find something else um, that you enjoy um, at, in your price range. And I think that's going to be a big part of what we're trying to do. Um, so I agree. I mean, it, it's going to be a great way. If there's not a show going on, especially on a Wednesday night and you want to go buy cards or look at cards, just come in, you know, and we'll be here. And you mentioned selling. That was the other question I was going to ask, too. Um, you know, so hypothetically, if let, let's say I have, uh, you know, a, a graded PSA card that let's say it's worth, you know, it's valued at, um, you know, a thousand dollars, something like that. Uh, I could I could potentially come down to your shop. And now, obviously, you got to look at it from your perspective, too. You're, you're going to be buying cards, I would imagine, below, you know, a certain percentage below what is online. Right. Because. You're, well, you're a store. You're looking to buy something that you can then sell for the for the going rate, right? So you got to make your you got to make money. You're in business for that. So, what is there a range where like if someone came in where you know it's a even a hundred dollar card? What what do you what is it? What's the going rates for card shops as far as like what's an expected price that if it's something you want that you would pay? Is it eighty seventy percent eighty percent or what? Do you have any idea on that? That's that's an awesome question, and I had this conversation with my one of my business partners yesterday. Um, he runs a store in Alabama called Sports Nuts, and he gets people coming in all the time selling cards. And I asked him, I said, you know, <laughs> I said, you know, what are you paying right now? And he said, you know, the funny thing is, about eight ten years ago, the the common thing was fifty percent, fifty percent at what we value it. Then you know, we'll we'll ninety percent as quick as we can. And that's definitely changed with eBay, with how we comp things. Um, I think the going rate right now is 80% for shops. I think that's fair. Um, especially if you can get cash in hand, 
it's extremely fair. Um, so for example, if you have a thousand dollar card and you want to get cash in hand that day, I think taking $800 isn't a bad deal for you. Um, if you want to sell it on eBay for the thousand, you're going to pay what the 12% eBay fees and you're down to 880 anyways. So yeah, that, that's a great, I, I was going to say that that is the, a huge point to, to make sure people understand is number one, it's, it's not easy to sell cards online. You got to go through the work of trying to sell it yourself, which you got to take pictures. Or if you want to consign it with somebody online, you're going to pay, you know, you're like you said, you're 10, 12% or more on certain cards. Um, so, you know, to be able to do that, that's a huge opportunity for people in, in this area. It's so much easier to be able to go down to your local card shop and uh, do a ca- you know, cash deal or whatever, where you, you can avoid all the shipping. And I mean, it's just, I think that is huge. You avoid the return headache. You you yeah. avoid you avoid the the person trying to do something shady. You know when they get the card in. I've seen all the time where they're trying to switch cards out, send them back. I mean, it's it's a mess. Uh, you avoid all that, and I think you know when we're here a while, we're going to be able to establish the trust that people are going to have in us to be able to uh, come and bring their cards in and understand that like, hey, you know. We want to help you um, sell your card. Uh, if you want to consign it with us, we're going to have that option too. So if you think that, hey, you know, I don't want to take the 80%. I think I can get more because maybe the value on this prospect, um, you feel like it's going to go higher. Um, we are more than happy, happy to also consign cards uh, for you, hold it, keep it in our safe or our vault, and we'll hold it for you so you don't have to worry about it. We'll have it online. We'll consign it. And you'll just pay the consignment fee. So, so people are going to have that option too. Um, if they're not in a rush, we're willing to use our eBay rating to um, sell your cards for you as well. So there's going to be tons of options that we're going to bring to the table for customers to where they're going to feel good about selling their cards to us or with us. So we're going to have that as well. I love it. Now, I gotta, lastly, I got to ask you, um, I know it's, it, it's so new that you I mean, no one really knows too much, but did the Fanatics news, did that, uh, how did you take that? Is that, is that going to change anything as far as in the, in the immediate future for you, or is it full speed ahead and that's just, that's down the road and, you know, not something to really worry about at this point? Um, if I would, if I were to tell you I'm not worried, I would be lying to you. <laughs> so, um, you know, we are one of the larger break companies in the country. So we have a really nice allocation from distributors um, where we're able to get tons of stuff direct um, from four different places. Um, and with fanatics taking over um, it's scary. I mean, it's, they like to do a lot of direct to consumer. So um, we don't know how that's going to work. It's kind of a wait and see. So for me to really, tell you oh we're not worried everything's great um i guess i'd be lying um but in the meantime you know it can't slow us down we have to continue to go through with our plans we can't plan on based on speculation uh that we don't know is going to be true you know so um we're going to continue to roll ahead um we're not going to cut corners on the shop because of this news we're going to keep going and um just kind of make the best of it and live in the now because it looks like the hobby is going to rapidly change in the next 24 months is my guess. 
Yeah. And, and, you know, a lot of it is out of your control or anyone's control. So I, I, I think, you know, I, I, what, what I really liked hearing from you too, is you, you're involved in a lot of different ends of it too. So as far as, you know, buying, selling, um, you know, breaking, but also uh, I think the customer service aspect that you'll have time if you, you know, if you're open in a couple months before there's any huge changes, I feel like, uh, you know, you'll have time to really develop a customer base. Uh, I think as long as you can be nimble, like it sounds like you guys are, regardless of what happens, you'll still be able to be very successful, um, you know, with having a physical location. But I do understand, you know, that's when you guys took the, took the plunge, right? It's a big thing, right? To, to say, all right, we're going to open up the card shop, uh, you know, to, to hear this type of news. I wanted to bring it up because, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not something you had planned on, I'm sure. <laughs> no, no um, it, 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 it came out of nowhere, one. Um, and then for them to buy the three major sports pretty much all at once was um, uh, pretty crazy. I mean, if, when you think about it, you know, there's a lot of talk about them still continuing to buy Panini and Tops and having them manufacture. But one thing that we, that we have to come to realize is, is there is a possibility that Prism is gone as we know it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a possibility that Tops Chrome is gone as we know it. There's a possibility that National Treasures and Flawless past 2023 or whatever the date is just won't exist anymore. So Fanatics will have their own brands unless they are able to buy those brands from those companies. And we don't know if that's going to be able to happen. So the, the card market... Um, The industry, I mean, overnight took a massive turn, and we just don't know where it turned yet. So um, we'll see. I mean, it's kind of crazy to think about, but um, I guess we just have to keep waiting and and figuring out the next news uh, based on all of this. Um, Fanatics has never manufactured a card, ever. And now they have all three major licenses. So I don't know where that leaves us. It was crazy to see how, how quickly that all came together. I mean, it was, a, yeah, I think everyone's still kind of just in a state of shock that's, that's involved in the industry and really just kind of seeing where things go next. But um, yeah, I, I'll tell you from me for, I'm, I'm very excited uh, just selfishly on a local level here. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited about, about you guys opening. Is it just you or, I mean, how many partners do you have in the shop? Yeah, so um, it's me, um, my longtime girlfriend and, and partner, um, who's also an owner in the shop. Um, so Curtis Fellaini, who has um, been my longtime partner as well, um, he runs that shop in Alabama, but he's been with us and breaking with us and one of our exclusive breakers for a long time. He'll be doing all the consignment work, and then we've got – other employees that are uh, coming in in October um, that we've hired to help us in the shop with other back-end sorts of things. Right now, as we speak, we already have nine employees, roughly. So um, we are uh, we're ready. Uh, we just need uh, – essentially, we're just waiting on the build-out to, to be done, and, and we're ready for you guys. We're, we're super excited. It's – it's hard to explain like how excited I think everybody is for what we think this is going to be. Um, but all of us are ready and um, we want you guys to come in and have a great time. And if you guys, 
the one thing that I do want to say too is if you need stuff now, we're we're open. You can come in. Uh, the shop's not done or anything, but if you need anything now, you can always just message us, find us, and um, on Facebook or on uh, Instagram or on Twitter or on our website, or you can even text my phone number, which we've got listed, and ask if I have anything, and and you're more than welcome to pick it up. We have several guys already doing that, so. So your existing website is monsterbreaks.com. That's that's the site you've had in place for a while for your breaking company. Will you yes. have a separate website for the shop or are you going to just integrate into one website? Nope. So we will have a separate website for the shop. It'll be the monstercardshop.com. Um, and then uh, the break company is actually um, launching a very modern app for breaking which will be one of the first major um kind of where you're going to be able to watch the breaks right on your app do everything so we're and we're going to integrate the monster card shop into that as well so um they will be two separate websites because you know for our local people we want them to go to the monster card shop because that's specifically for you locals we want that to be your thing where our break site is more international. You know, we've got people buying from everywhere. That's a completely separate entity for us. So we want the monster card shop to be exclusively for you local guys. So they are going to be a separate site. They're not going to be integrated together, but they will have, um, you know, they'll, they'll have some of the same things on each, on each website. Awesome. So if, if it's all right with you, I'd love to do a part two to this, maybe in a couple months when the uh, grand opening is is ready to happen if that works i would love that i'm excited yep uh, i'll come on whenever you'd like me to um you know anytime you want i'm available and um i like to talk cards with anybody so anytime you want to have me on i'm i'm ready to go man I'm, I'm i'm in my head i'm like man i hope those contractors work even faster i want to get i want to get into this place <laughs> i'm excited yeah, me too I- All right, so our conversation just got cut off right at the very end there as we were parting ways. But one of my biggest takeaways from that call with Kyle is that the Monster Card Shop's really going to be a sports card service center, in my mind. Uh, Sounds like a place where, you know, you can go obviously there to buy cards, whether it's boxes or you heard him talk about graded singles. But sell your cards, you could consign your cards to their eBay account and they'll, they'll sell them for you. Uh, or even submit your cards for grading. We didn't really talk about that, but they'll also be doing submissions to grading companies for you. Uh, it's a one-stop shop for everything you'll need, and it's uh, a, with a new and modern look and feel. I really enjoyed that conversation, and um, I'll tell you, I'm very much myself looking forward to being a customer when they open. Once again, the current website is monsterbreaks.com. That's for their breaking company. Uh, but the new website for the shop locally will be the monstercardshop.com. And as you heard Kyle say, they're also launching a new app for the breaking company. So awesome things are on the way. Thanks again for listening and stay tuned for part two with Kyle in the near future, hopefully. Uh, make sure to subscribe to Splendid Sports Podcast on YouTube, Apple, Spotify. Follow us on Twitter so that you can make sure you hear when all the episodes come out. Bye for now.